a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding Reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, guys, we have a very special one for you. Uh, we got to bring back to the show and together this time, both Ronald and Philip Kinsella. So both of them are twins. They are experiencers. They are authors. And they are incredible. Uh, sweethearts to boot, by the way. So uh, you're going to love this episode, not only because of how great they are, but the content. So in this one, guys, we go for it at every imaginable rabbit hole. Plus, we make a few up along the way. Uh, we talk about clone ghosts, like why aliens are so obsessed with genitals and perhaps they're tapped into magic uh, because they're etheric and they can figure that out. So perhaps that has something to do with sex magic or something like that. We just don't know. Are we the simulation testers? Like, are we in here? Uh, AI wizards, uh, missing time, near death, Mandela effect, um, consensus reality. We go into quantum immortality. Of course, you know, I got to talk about that. Time travel. Of course, all of these subjects are explored and all of it is amazing. So all of the ways to find the guys will be linked down in the show notes. Make sure that you check out their books. They're incredible, uh, wonderful boys as human beings, but also amazing authors. So also, if you'd like to expand your experience with us here on the show, you can do that at expandingrealitypodcast.com, which will also be linked down in the show notes. That's where links to everything is. It's kind of a central hub. So you've got like Rockfin and merchandise and all the socials, all that good stuff. So check that out if that's something that you're into. Uh, so without any further ado, guys, let's get to this damn thing because it's awesome. Uh, easily one of the most fun and crazy and balls out conversations I've ever had. So let's do this. Uh, this is Ronald and Philip Kinsella. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the show this very special episode. Of course, we have the twins. The boys are here. Philip and Ronald Kinsella are hanging out, and I am so excited to catch up with you two. It's been a minute. Uh, I had you guys on individually because uh, I wanted both of you to have your own birthday, right? Uh, back <laughs> when I uh, started the show. So you've each been on independently, and we talked about your books and your experiences, and you guys are phenomenal. You both hold a very special place in my heart. So uh, oh, I wanted to make you as well. A adorable. I, I also wanted to uh, get you guys back on, but I wanted to do it together and just hang and just catch up. Uh, tell me what yeah. you've been up to. You guys have been doing some incredible stuff and I can't wait to hear all about it. So for the audience's sake, I'm not going to tell you which one's which. You guys <laughs> are going to roll through this episode and figure out which one is Ronald or Ronnie as he prefers and which one is Philip. So um, good luck. Uh, I already knew. I knew that. I knew it the second the camera turned on. By the way, guys. So, uh, anyway, uh, gentlemen, uh, just nice to see you again. Uh, what have you been up to lately? Yes. Well, I mean, I, I've. Um, it's really great to be back, and we had such a great time last time. And you know, we're always honoured to come back on any show, and especially your show, because your shows are so cool and relaxed. And uh, it's, it's like a, being in a sitting room with an old friend. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it, it, when you have a camera in front of you, it's like kind of a, a little bit unnerving, but 
in these situations, I mean, it's kind of really cool. I mean, I, I, we've been very busy um, this year and last year, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to work on two new projects uh, on UFOs. One of them is called Visitors from the Void, and the other one has an outline title that I'm working with another um, American author, and and also trying to get the articles and theoretical stuff done. So I, I've been kind of like I, I sometimes fret because I'm like I sometimes think I'm losing or time is is running out, and I have to say to myself, it's okay, Philip. You need to relax. And you sent me a book that I have, and I read that book, and it changed a lot of, a lot of things for me about how about life and about you know letting things come into your life. So that helped me a lot. And I read that in, I think I read that in one reading. I went through the whole lot. So thank you for that. Just chill, Phil. Just <laughs> chill. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. You, you're very welcome. I send the books. I mean, we've traded, you send me yours. So it's it's perfect. I love this. Having the, like this show, uh, part of the fun part about it is having this book club where we just kind of oh, tell yeah. each other about all the dope books that we want to share, you know? So, um, yeah. and for the other one, I'm not going to say your yeah. name because the audience needs to figure it out. I know who you are, but what you've been what you've been up to? <laughs> uh, I've been, admittedly, Brandon. Uh, the first part of last year was chaos mentally because I didn't know what I was going to do um, because I'd finished the the previous book and I was just dithering about for a while. I had nothing, but an old idea sprang back to mind with the science fiction because I love science fiction. And yeah. it, this, it, it came to me about an AI. Um, I know it's been done to death. Um, you know, it's an old tune, but I decided to start working on this, this idea of this, can I just say it, the she-be. Yeah, you can say it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Being created, <laughs> but with a twist. So, and it, it does have a very good twist, I think. So the way I write, I'll tell you how it is. I, I used to think it was bad for me to just not sit at a typewriter or computer and just continuously type. I can't do that. I can't do it. It's like bursts. I'll get up one morning and just punch out a page or two, then leave it. Then the next day, a page or two. That's how it works. And when I was beating myself up about it, I thought, well, you know, it's okay. That's the way you work. Deal with it. Accept it. So as you know, I'm an artist. So I've been illustrating certain images for it as well. So it's coming along. Um, it's a novella. So it's a bit bigger uh, than a short story, but it's not a novel. So because, you know, you've got to keep it short and sweet. If you bore the reader going and this and that and this and that, they'll think, ah, oh, damn this. Oh, God, this is awful. <laughs> so I've been working on that. It's nearly finished. And I've been working on another book for Philip Mantle, the wonderful Philip Mantle. Our mental um, is an expansion of the digital demon. It's looking more into the phenomena as a whole, the as we call them aliens. Uh, it goes further into this. Mm, yes. I, I can't wait for all of it. You guys are just so cool. You do the coolest stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you've got the best perceptions. So, uh, yes, of course, we're uh, throwing the homage to the great uh, Philip Mantle of Flying Disc Press, which is how we all know each other. Uh, that dude has connected more people with some great ideas than anyone else on the planet. And so yeah. uh, it's awesome to uh, be able to talk with him and um, be able to speak with you guys, man. This is what this again. This is what's so cool about this. So, yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, I think 
Yeah, I think, Brendan, sorry, that, you know, it's really good because I think we all know there's a connection on a soul level with individuals. And, I, you know, we, we've spoken about this before in a previous program about the connection of consciousness and, you know, trying to make sense of this world and who we are, what we are, where we come from. And um, and it makes me uh, laugh, right, because we're, we're looking towards the UAP, well, to me, I UFO, don't like that word. I like uh, UFO. UFO. I like UFO, UFO too. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I like thank that. you. And we don't. <laughs> don't even know enough about what we are when that's we're fair. presented with this evidence, but it certainly is uh, something that's like the holy grail of everything that we're looking for. And that's something that is a challenge that, you know, they set with all of us. And certainly we're in the race. All of us are there. And there's Philip Mantle. He's in the third. And there's Brandon. There's Ronald. There's Philip. Who's going to go? Down? Oh, no, they've gone down. <laughs> it's like, who's going to get there first? Exactly. I think the, the problem with this subject, uh, uh, and I, I'm glad we're so open about it, is yeah. we're, we're very open-minded, as a lot of people are. But summer tunnel vision you know we don't know where this thing is coming from or what they are you know and i think that's wonderful to a degree all right i'm not gonna knock anyone's belief systems if they believe they're from the future you know if they're completely hell-bent on that that's fair enough but i think you just have to if we have no proof it's good which we don't we've we've got nothing it's good to open up all manner of boxes like you can say for instance with these uh, ufos and aliens that they could possibly be from the time uh, the future or they could be for off world interplanetary or interdimensional or within the sea you see where it goes if we look at all of them we're not con we're not it's not being constricted it's being opened up until we actually know and i don't think we're going to know for a long long time Hmm. What if you know? I was thinking about something the other day, and I love everything you just said because uh, the same. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add a couple to your pile. So, what do you think about that? Uh, Earth is the only thing there is, and there's stuff out there, um, but it's only visible. It's like luminaries and stuff. So, let's say maybe more of a realm idea than a flat Earth. Okay, but uh, just go with it for the idea's sake, and that all of the entities and all of anything that we ever see is everything from here. They can just time travel from here. So we don't occupy the same time, but we all occupy the same space in the same area, the same realm or the same zone, the play area. And so what yeah. you're actually witnessing is they're all time travelers, but they're time traveling from different times, maybe in the same area in which they live in the future, just millions of years or maybe in the past millions of years. And that was wiped out and it was way more advanced than we, what we got now, you know, and there's like these resets that occur, which, you know, we know about. So uh -huh. um, that's... That's a kind of a fun one, you know, and another thing about it would be that um, this uh, that there's slips here that if this is all that there is and time is just stacked on top of each other in this one column. Right. But it can be permeated, let's say. And this is what perhaps that the Bigfoot phenomena, any UFO or UAP or non-human intelligences, uh, aliens, any of that stuff. But that's what it all is, is. It's kind of a slip. So lately I've been really merging the ideas of time travel and interdimensional Ness being basically the same thing because let's say one way to explain time travel in my mind sometimes how I visualize it is like a river so let's say uh, that there's this rushing river going by that's time that's what we're in but we're in it so we're flowing with it right but let's say that you're an entity that can step out onto the bank onto the shore and you can watch time go by hereby yeah. uh, you could toss like a rubber duck in the in the river and then teleport down the river a few miles and wait for that rubber duck which would be your marker for time 
and then you just hop back in the river at that time. So perhaps it's not necessarily that time travel could be explained as interdimensional travel. And I'm a big fan of the interdimensional thing. I had Paul yeah. Askoff oh, yes. of Flying Disc Press, and he blew our minds with that. And uh, so anyway, that's just another fun one to add to your pile of uh, things that could I be. love it. I love that. I think that's wonderful. You see, and I'd accept that as well, because if since we don't know, it's good to uh, consider all aspects of it. It's quite true. It might be possible. Who knows? You why know not? That, and that, yeah, why not? I why think not? also with our universe, what is very interesting is that we have always accepted the hypothesis that we started as a Big Bang. Now, we're not disputing that, but what we're discovering now is that space is starting to, <clears throat> excuse me, accept expand quicker. They call it dark matter. Now, what's interesting is that we could be the remnants of the birthing of a new universe from a much older one. Yeah. And now we're talking. also that the hyper-dimensional beings from another time, from another place, could be getting through to this universe. Now, this is where the interdimensional hypothesis really fascinates me as well because the way i see it is when i as you know brandon i'm a little bit of a square i've, I've done a keep doing my research on the grace that eludes us but we've brought up some theories and they are just theories we could be completely wrong but one of the things i find very fascinating about the grades is that they do come across as extremely old ain't so ancient and that they could have come from a time that they are from the past and have discovered us as a sentient reproductive species. So whatever, whatever universe that they are from, whatever dimension they are from, this is the interesting thing. They are fascinated by us. Now, who is to say that they are not us from the future, that, you know, I've got to use this word, that we screwed up somewhere along the line and that they're coming back to perhaps, you know, reconfigure the mistakes from the past. Ah, but I did state, I, I did state that if they were traveling from the future and they came here, they would be collecting, I don't think, DNA samples because respectfully put, we are genetically soiled at the moment. They will pick a time when we're clean. I understand that. But what's possible is that whatever they are, they are from or perhaps a hyper universe. These are these levels of dimensional realities. And the other thing that fascinates me, if you look at us, I mean, we are recording our life experience from birth to death and the spirit world as people call it the other side consciousness has always fascinated me and i've researched for years as well too still you know we've got a blank page but page but we still have we have theories now what's interesting as i've said before is that with our lives we are recording mechanisms we're literally recording our life experience which must have some kind of impact at the end of the journey when our consciousness returns back to source and it's possible brandon that the creator that we are all part of perhaps every single one of us through our varied individual journeys are downloading that back into the godhead of what we all are to expand upon the process of creation maybe we are all and um, you know without going too far from the ufos because we segregate things into the boxes and i think they're all connected to the to what we are but I think that this whole dance, this whole process of life and our journey is incredible. And, and what's really interesting is that these other species, these other beings, even if they are us from the future, it doesn't matter. It gives us hope to know that we are much more. And, you know, 
than just human and that there is more out there. And I think that is fascinating. How about this, though? Because I suggested in my book that is it possible that they're actually the dead? Yeah. Think about that. We, it's possible. We've, you know, we've argued that. Yeah, they, they've, 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 yeah, let's, let's get, let's get really wacky. <laughs> I they've, love this. <laughs> they, what they've done is they've given us this wonderful model, this, this cushion to fall back on that they are, they know that we have a fad for outer space and flying saucers. So they hone in on that to model themselves, fashion themselves under that principle when really they are the dead. They could be damned souls offered retribution. We don't know. It's only a hypothesis, but we love being wacky. Yeah, or, Dude, or let's take awesome. it one step further, that they, you know, the greys, as we've argued before, through the theoretical aspects, are interested in human reproduction. They obviously themselves cannot reproduce, so we understand. And that through your, we've argued this, me and you, yeah, in dead. a nice way, the dead are finding their way from the the etheric stance of existence and bringing themselves into a phys into this physical ah. reality so jumping from one state of being to another i mean it i've as you know brandon with the research i've done the soul aspects with the grays and cloning the dangers inherent dangers of that uh, of of personality and the way that they they seem to be stripped of those attributes that make us what we are so we are playing around and we're very open to all forms of uh, theoretical debate. And we have to, we must be open to every single one of them because the moment you shut down on one area and say, no, then you are, what you're ostensibly doing is negating a lot of what could be possible. So by trying to put the, the strings together, by trying to make a connection, and also it, the other thing that we've been working on at the moment is this whole idea about when a UFO comes into our dimension of reality within our airspace, there is normally a lot of paranormal residue before or afterwards. Now, this may be possible that those parallel dimensions, which could be unstable as that rift has been broken, as the object from their dimension coming into us could be seeping through to our reality as like residue. So, you know, you've got a, a kind of chaotic, unbalanced. Um, that would depend what it's traversing, what it's traveling through. Well, yeah. That, if it's ripping a hole in our dimensional um, environment, perhaps it's seeping all this stuff in, you know, it, it, it's only a theory, you know, the, the, like a portal. The, yeah, a portal where everything gets sucked in. The energy mm. used to create that would be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, or perhaps even subtle. Yeah, but I, I mean, this, this is fascinating and really heavy stuff. And I always joke because we, you know, as, as if we may say researchers and, you know, that kind of, you know, you know, I always joke and say, we do have a sense of humor. And I think you don't want to take yourself too seriously. And I always joke to people and say, don't worry. Don't panic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, when I get into my senior years, you'll find me in the Mental Institute room number 666. And I'll be more than happy sitting in there at my uh, computer with a, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I had another thought. I had another thought about the abductees, which does happen. We know this, you know, when they're snatched or taken or abducted mm. and they put these chips in them. I said to Philip, this is like the invaders. This is getting very spooky now. What if they don't just track us with them? What if with each and every one of us, now think about this, they can use our eyes and ears to watch everything 
oh in my real God. time, you know? Yeah, yes. well, you know, that would be the perfect spy, wouldn't it? An unwitting spy. Yeah, you've got one in you. <laughs> it's like the, the invaders Dude. of tonight's show. I mean, because, yeah. yeah, Roger Lear was yanking these things out of people, and that's a fascinating uh, dude right there, uh, RIP. But he, uh, you know, found that, like, they didn't, the body didn't reject it. It had, like, some sort of organic, you know, um, infusion to it. It's amazing. So, um, absolutely, 100%. But I love that idea. I, I got to touch yeah. back on a couple of these because, guys, this is great. You've, you've summed up the entire reason I started this show in the past however long that you guys have been just doing it and making it awesome. You, you've nailed it here. So, uh, one of the things I did want to talk about, though, is for sure, whenever you talked about the greys being uh, interested in reproductive um, cycles of mm. human beings, this is an interesting one because let's say that they are low vibrational entities, okay? Or that they're uh, autonomous in some way, like they're an AI that is aware but can't reproduce and so don't need to, thus the lack of genitalia that we've uh, seen in reports from contactees and abductees. Uh, But let's say that perhaps they're so interested in that because genetically for us, our genitalia is the portal. That's how we get here. That's our transverse from the spirit world to here. Exactly. So AI must be obsessed or these entities or whatever are obsessed with the fact that that can occur because they don't possess that power themselves it's like yeah it's like being obsessed about something because you don't possess it right like people with curly wavy hair always want straight hair and vice versa (laughs) you know um it's really interesting though so that may be one of the things but also uh damn it you guys said oh so one it could be all of it it could be all of that shit it could be uh from other planets it could be time travel it could be any of this stuff from the etheric i i love this idea so this is where we're at with it but all of these guys that they're dead i love this i absolutely love this Uh, well you know it's possible that if we ourselves cloned one another and did not come through and i've I've, i said this back in 1996 um which i'm very honored they called revolutionary within its speculation in alien encounters that you know, if we cloned ourselves hypothetically, you know, uh, we come through the, you know, the womb, the, re- the reproductive uh, processing, and the soul uh, ingests within the womb and carries the inherent memories from past, future, maybe even the spirit world. I'm sure they do. Now, if we cloned ourselves in a laboratory and died, my argument was that that consciousness or the spark of awareness would not be strong enough. It would only have the memory of one existence, one single incarnation. And if these sparks of awareness have amalgamated themselves into one hive mind consciousness and found our dimension of reality. Because looking into the abduction phenomena, in my experience, many others, there are two parts. One part is physical, one part is where the person is taken through solid matter. And I believe that what the greys may be doing is bringing the real essence of you into their dimension of reality, like near-death experience, you know, because when someone dies, different subject matter altogether, the world they left behind, the the world they're in is more real than the one they left behind. Yes. So we're looking at, we are definitely, I believe, looking at hyper-dimensional or interdimensional aspects to this phenomena, whereas before we were so keyed in to the physical part. Now, one of the things that's a telltale sign, Betty and Barney Hill UFO case, right? We all know it happened. It's real. Genuine. Kathleen Mardlenny, sweet lady, wonderful lass. But think about this. I doubt whether 
the greys there had travelled all the way from Zeta Reticuli just to capture a sweet married couple and then go off again. They're, and remember that their experiences came through through a dream state. One part was material or physical, the other part was more of like conscious retrieving of the memories that had been, you know, you know, kind of like, I can't find the word. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely repressed. Yeah, repressed. So we're looking at something, a phenomena that not only comes in on a physical level, but then completely overrides and subjugates the mental part. And this, this is interesting because the grace may have found a way through to us through the real part of us through the corridor of our memories and this may explain probably why some people start thinking you're, you're talking about sliding doors this type of thing where people say well hang on a minute i don't remember that but it's possible that this intelligence could come in from their dimension through to the real essence of you and muck around with the memories you know go around and see what they can find before they go out pretty horrifying really when you think about it it's what you said about ai I liked your version of AI because I had surmised in the book, my book, The Digital Demon, I surmised, I kept questioning this, and this was published last March by Philip Mandel, of course, but something troubled me about that, and it's what you just said about AI. It's the fact that I believe that was deliberately downed. It was made to look like an accident. It was a Trojan horse. Could it be possible that the technology, some of that contained the source or powers that drove this or who own it. I think the pilots were expendable, but they wanted it to crash. Uh, for the technology to, to be retrieved um, quietly, they knew the military would take it, and then it would be harnessed later on as we're seeing now the AI developing. So are they creating a kind of prison? And also another aspect of this is that there were multiple crashes across the world. I, I, assumed or gathered in the book that it would make sense for the powers that be that built them wherever they reside to make them look a little different the bodies and ships so that it wouldn't raise suspicion um, at the same kind of race having problems uh, driving uh, while they're stoned or you know whatever <laughs> dude this <laughs> is incredible. what you said about ai yes it would add up actually wouldn't it if this is true they're very ancient and patient Oh, this like, yes, guys, this is awesome. This is awesome. Okay. Yes, because this would prove that they are old as shit and that they have plenty mm. of time. That's the mm. thing. Because they, right. they're Patience. ancient. They're, they're infinite, really. I mean, if the technology mm. is designed in a way it can be self-replicating and then you just transfer consciousness or you're, you're on some sort of Borg-like network and you've just got these things going around out there that are sending signals back, but they do yeah. it through access in the quantum realm or the spirit world because it would travel faster than the speed of light, That's which we right. already know about quantum entanglement, that yes, when you affect yeah. one particle, right? So it's instantaneous. Yes, so yeah. it's, it has to be affected in that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. So I, I love this. I love everything about this. I've thought about this um, as far as the UFO crashes before, because if you if you think about it and it doesn't, you know, we we get excited um, and, and it's understandable and we all do it. I still do it. That where you're just like, oh my God, this is great. But when you start zooming out a little bit and you start looking at, motive or you know possibilities and things oh, like yes. that it, i have thought of this i've uh, well i didn't think of it as a trojan horse which is great you've you've basically just opened up a box that i hadn't opened in years and figured like why do they crash right they're, they're obvious why uh, it, it stuck out to me because it didn't seem uh accurate for us to be able to take them down with any sort of technology of ours at all like no. if they can do what they can do the they don't get taken down they're 
left intentionally for us to find. I yeah. ag- agree with you completely. I think this is what upas are. I think this is like those out-of-place objects, you know, they find a hammer and million-year-old yeah. coal and stuff. And it's to kind of be mysterious, you know, it's to kind of be like, hey, there's still stuff here you guys need to figure out, you know. Uh, I Jack love Vallée, this. he published in his book Trinity, after my book was published, he referred to it on another incident as a gift. And I thought, oh, we're, we're thinking along the same lines yes. or similar lines. So that, that genius himself, could work out that it was just uh, too coincidental, you know, for them to just haphazardly smash into rock, you know, and crash land here. Well, I love it because the idea that, you know, from the reports of the people who have been abducted or interacted with these things say that they're very robotic. You know, they're not uh, Pascagoula robotic because that's very different. Those entities are physically different. But again, this Mm. lends more to that idea. So why, how do you think that the AI Trojan horse theory plays into the abduction phenomena? That is a very good question, and I can't make a connection with that at the moment. I, um, I, whether they're connected or not, we don't know. I you, think, to be honest, yeah. I was just going to say, do you think that possibly because they are aware of these higher concepts, they seem to be very aware of, um, if not time travel, interdimensional access to etheric, oh, yes. as you were talking about, um, yes. access to mem- memories and our mind and can manipulate there on that wavelength. So just like we have a very limited bandwidth in which our vision works, do you think that they operate on this massive bandwidth to where to them it's even it's still a technology, but they're able to electromagnetically tap into that part of us, which would make I this an interesting point. Yeah, I, yes. I, I think that. And whether Gray's a concern. I never thought of that, actually. Yeah, I never we, thought we of it until to... just now. We're just making this <laughs> shit up as we go, guys. This is awesome. That's why it's great to yeah. bash things about, isn't it? It's great. You get I this flow state human, and it just goes. Yeah, it's great. I think from a human perspective, you know, we are very brilliant, but we're also flawed genetically. And I think that, you know, um, because we have love, because we understand love that takes us beyond the level of understanding in terms of creation. Without love, we can't create. Without passion, we have no drive. Without these very attributes that we are learning and we develop, um, it's, it's a very complex and very fragile journey for the human being, a single human being, to go through one single incarnation here physically before you return over, but possibly come through on multiple journeys in different bodies. Now, now, if you are a you know a very complex mechanical uh, system um, that wants and desires this, because if you can't replicate, then the greys themselves, it would seem, how do not have those you know those creative impulses, those things that drive us, because they may be in some form of emotional stagnation where they can't understand and they're striving towards this process. So it could be that the hybridization program has been installed in order to create a new genus that does somehow contain them. We have always been considered to be their containers, um, their vessels, and we never quite understood what they meant by that. So if we are dealing with some type of cloned spiritual entity, which really isn't spirit, but operating on another level of reality that is now infusing itself within our, our reality, it makes sense that it will come in and merge the two dimensions together 
on a limited period of time and and that before they go out again because during an abduction the person normally has a lot of difficulties retrieving memory and that could be because they're being forcibly removed from their original dimension of reality their consciousness their soul whatever you want to call it and brought into their sphere where there is no time where there is no space and of course the mind then cannot record the experiences until later when fragmentary memories come through it is fascinating to speculate whether or not we're dealing with an ai mechanism or that we're dealing with some kind of spiritual cloned entity that that can't get to the spirit world where we come from or an older version of what we were that has found us i mean every single parts of these are amazing and we're open and this is the other thing this is the horrible thing with the neophology and it has to be addressed you know we're all open to these theories no one has exclusive rights to the phenomena what we are very uh, you know what is really wonderful for us is that we are very open and sharing with that information and if we can all of us put another piece of the puzzle together however mundane however ridiculous and at least we're trying because as i said before in ufology we now have to come outside of our comfort zone the thing is one one thing that is absolutely paramount is the fact that when people are taken they're either looking for something or putting something in people that's if we go back to the basics of what they're doing now you know they're obviously putting things in people so why are they doing this why what are they looking for what do they need these are the questions that i think are great to bash out i mean i haven't got a clue we we haven't got we, a clue we, we've got some clues we, we, well, speculation <laughs> speculation be done <laughs> well that's what this is all about so that's fine this is the environment to just Go for it here, guys. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the things I was thinking, too, is perhaps, you know, they, they talk about it in magic, like with a K. Uh, they talk oh, yeah. about it in magic, like sigil magic and sexual magic and things like that. Mm. So perhaps, let's say that these entities, again, it doesn't mean that they're not AI. They don't necessarily not have to be, right, to understand these concepts or to at least have programmed the ability to detect and interact with these processes that we are just unaware of or scientifically can't seem to physically grasp, right? Uh, so perhaps if they're tapped into that, then they would have access to energy, which we can see with, you know, like auras and stuff like that. Like we can detect this just on a crappy scale. And uh, perhaps they can manipulate energy in that way. And one of the most powerful energies then would be the sexual energy or that area. And so perhaps they manipulate that area more or they're drawn to that area because there's a lot of powerful energy there. Now we're talking about AI magicians, dude. This is great. Yes. AI wizards, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the gin, if you take the yes, gin. Yes, like the gin. Exactly. And you know, when we've explored this and still looking into this, because we create Father Mind, the mind is not imagination. It's the imagination is not in a little box in the brain that you open and close. Now, again, everything that is imagined can be structured into a reality. Now, my question, even into the research of psychic phenomena and, and consciousness, was why is it sometimes that, let's let's just take an example here, when we're thinking about things, we clear our mind, these things all turn up that, that seem completely random. And I think what's happening is that in the ultimate force of creation, every single thing is there, but we are then connecting to try and translate with things that we are making sense of, or trying to make sense of, that we mold from mind to matter. Now, these beings may 
are just mind and that they can actually manifest themselves into matter, if not temporarily, because a lot of the phenomena comes in very quickly and goes out very quickly. It's very rare for a, uh, any part of the supernatural, as we call it, or the UFO field of uh, investigations with regards to abductions, or we have to mention it, cattle mutilation, all this type of thing, always seems to come in very quickly and go out. So we understand that the energy or their energy can only exist within our our reality for a short period of time in bursts as it were that might be a weakness it could but also this whole thing about these entities manifest themselves like magic yes absolutely we, we this is why we've explored and I'm, I'm still looking into the spirit world where loved ones can manifest and to you and that has happened to me on only two occasions but it was proven to me that that is possible that they are able to manifest physically from their realm and come, you know, appear to you as they were that you remembered them by. So why would that be any different for uh, a nefarious uh, intelligence, if it is nefarious? Because a lot of the stuff that goes on, right, is not all love and light. And I think this is what opens up to a larger perspective of why the military-industrial complex and perhaps even further up the chain do not want to openly admit that this is occurring, but their hands are being forced now because there's a great pressure for them to say, these things are here, the general public are not deluded, you need to sort this out. And I think they're going to find that this is why disclosure is not going to be that easy. No, I've, I, you I, see, I said to you before, didn't I, Brandon, about the, the when I researched the UFO subject and I look back at the 50s and 60s and the abductees, the aliens were all lovely and nice and the golden-haired blue-eyed. I'm not discounting this. I'm not discounting they saw them. But the people were either deceived or lied to because all they kept doing was harping on about the use then of atomic warfare, mm -hmm. now nuclear. But they did, they did a damn well nothing to cure it. Why did they go to a civilian that has no governmental status whatsoever, knowing that they'll publish this book and it's not going to change the world? If they had this technological clout then and if they were so concerned it was so dangerous, they would have themselves knocked them all out. We build more, we will. They do the same again. We're scratching our heads. We can't do it. They've won. Now, they haven't done that. So that, to me, is a deception. You'll get some clever clogs who'll say, and I've had it already, you know, they've already done it. They haven't. They may have temporarily shut down one temporarily, as I stated, but that's it. It's as if they just have to add emphasis to this, this illusion. You know, so the peace aspect to me doesn't wash at the moment, especially when people are being snatched. And of course, we have the dreaded cattle mutilation that which uh, Linda Moulton Howe is an expert on anyway. Yes. So but, you know, it, the, the peace aspect and the, the the this harmonious help. We've seen nothing of it. There's been basically bugger all. Do you know, Brandon, I've got to say this and it is really quite beautiful within its symmetry. Whatever these things are. You know, they are so smart. They've run rings around the military. They've run rings around us. And it's it's almost as if this intelligence or the force behind it knows. And it's kind of like, you know, playing with us on some level, but at the same token, taking what it needs from us. It is absolutely brilliant. And although, you know, you know, most people will be horrified and saying, why are you saying brilliant? Well, like you and like us, we are magnets to this because we feel 
you know, on a deeper level that we've got to get hold of that truth. It's like, you know, Pandora's box. It can even be like the holy grail of everything. And this gives us hope, even though they continue to run rings around every one of us. And we're all scratching our heads. But I think it's really wonderful that all these brilliant, amazing souls are all trying to stretch their mind outside there, not just on the UAP or UFO level or the psychic level, whatever level that floats your boat, but also in terms of what we are and where we come from. And, you know, we haven't even answered that question because the system we serve is so adamant in bringing it all down. But the old system is beginning to collapse. The structures are starting to break apart. Yeah, but that's history repeating itself again and again and again. Nothing changes in that department. Well, but we we have the opportunity here, though. I think this 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 one's different. This is a shift. <clears throat> now, let, let's say, for instance, that this does happen in a cyclo- cyclical fashion, which I do agree with. Let's say that there's these really long scale cycles that the Earth plays out, but energetically and spiritually, these things play out as well. And, and that's mm-hmm. actually the blueprint for them. They just turn out energetically to mirror that. So let's say, for instance, that we go through this yin-yang period, okay, to where perhaps like there's an age of enlightenment and everything's just awesome and swells and keeps going amazing, 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 and then it just crashes. Well, let's say that the opposite also happens in a realm of deceit to where it's not this age of enlightenment but deceit so actually that experience for the entities here or the one entity splitting itself into all these individuated consciousnesses however you want to look at it all of us having the experience or whoever chooses to then it would be one of these things where you get to pick kind of like if you want to pick your time period for this instance right like the 1800s were pretty dense you know they were pretty heavy you know uh, and so if you, wanted to, if you wanted to see and you have a bet with your spirit buddy on the other side that you can go your entire life without getting scurvy, which is only like 30 years, right? So, uh, you know, it, let's let's say, for instance, that you come back to these different times energetically, but you could also come back to different periods of long scale time energetically. And in this idea, it would be that it feels like now that we're ending that age of deceit, which is very heavy and very dense and very dark. And we know this because it looks like that the world that's presented to you on TV and in the news and your politicians and all this stuff is an inversion of reality. It's not real. It's a, it's the wool that's been pulled over your eyes, right? To shield you from the truth. So if, if this is the case and this collapse of delusion, which is what I feel that we're in right now, that's what this enlightenment is. Everyone's waking up like as if from a long cycle slumber. And uh, that's what it feels like. So then perhaps we swell up into this incredible enlightened beings and all this incredible stuff. And then that collapses. And then we start the dark period again. Perhaps it's that cycle. And the yin yang is kind of how I visualize that imagery. But you can also picture mini cycles within that. So uh, that I'm, but I'm a chronic optimist. So I, I kind of look at that <laughs> stuff and say, you know what? It's all going to work out. Everything's going to be great. Because uh, I really do feel that way. So I wanted to ask you guys a couple things though. But back to what you said, uh, I'm going to touch on. So it was... I wanted to say that um, sometimes with this stuff, with you being visited from other entities and things, when you, and again, uh, when you zoom out a little bit from my uh, perspective, I enjoy taking every now and then is that you are all that there is. So in that case, what that would mean is, is that you are your own spirit guides. You are these entities and aliens visiting yourself at a different level, right? Because you have some higher understanding or different understanding, but you're here to play a role with yourself, just like you playing a role with that entity, right? Which is still a part of yourself. That Mm. one's fun. Um, Also, uh, I wanted to ask y'all about, okay, 
Now, when we talk about things being super, super old and they look ancient, right? And we said this as a callback to uh, earlier on in this conversation about the grays and how they're real old and like crusty and all that stuff. What do you guys think about the idea that if time works the way that we talked about earlier to where all, all time exists here, stacked on top of each other, but we just present it in a way. Now, we as human beings have told in our conditioning and in our upbringing that we are the pinnacle of society, that uh, that we are the bee's knees, we're the cat's pajamas, we're all that, that is, and we're the best thing that's ever been here. I think that there's strong evidence to disagree with that. So let's say that we are the oldest thing here, and there's no future after what's created while we're in this consciousness, right? But all the things that we see that we call time travelers are time travelers because they're traveling from very far in our past and that we had all this dope stuff and that we lost it. You know, again, one of these cycle things. And maybe that's where they're time traveling from, but they look old um, because they've been time traveling for a really long time. Like maybe they haven't been in for their old change or a tune up or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, that could explain some of that. But I also, you know, kind of like the idea that we're like the last thing here, you know, or we're that's we're what's most recent, because all that there is is the moment of now, but let's say that you can go between lives and stuff like that, to think that we're the oldest one and that everything that time travels or interdimensional travels here uh, is actually from our ancestral past. And they're maybe here to get a glimpse of their future because they have the technology to do that. We just don't. And so, of yeah. course, though, that's kind of hard to explain to people, which is mm -hmm. what brings me to my point about what you also said. I'm um, just kind of weaving in a few of the ideas that we've we've been talking about. And uh, that would be that, um, let's say that the governments or there's you know facets of this world that know exactly what's going on here. And it's that. It's that it's time travel. It's that it's, you know, the world's flat. And there's other land out there. Or that it is a magical realm and there's nothing outside of your consciousness. Well, they can't tell you that. Just like if the entities came to you, well, they can't tell you that based on the lies that they've been telling everyone because it would shatter the illusion. You'd have to do this in generations, right? Which again is what I think is coming to us. I think that's what we are creating here. That's why I'm so optimistic about it. But let's say that uh, these entities or whatever, that whenever they come, they are a part of this experience that's also here to get a glimpse of our future. But whenever they come here, they can't tell you that they're time travelers, man. They've got to tell you that they come from a planet way off that our dumb monkey minds can't get to anyway. <laughs> and that, that that's where they're sense. from. And, and, you know, and so it's kind of like a fib, you know, it's not necessarily deceit, but it's also, they can do whatever the hell they want. They don't have to tell us anything at all. So um, I, I wanted to ask you guys about something. Um, I've had this theory and it was about missing time. So one of the things about missing time that I'm, I'm very interested in contemplating is why it exists. Uh, again, same with the crashes, uh, right? It's not necessary for them to allow you to have unrecallable time because that's what you have. You, you, they allow you to own a question mark that now you investigate further. So why do you think missing time exists if it doesn't have to? Well, do you know, first of all, I have to say that my body and my and my mind divorced years ago. <laughs> okay. uh, but that's another quote. That's another point. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I think that uh, you know when we and I, 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 the only way I can explain this to you, in terms of no time, I had an experience. Well, I had two of them actually in terms of what people would call near death experiences, and I will tell you now, and I've, I have written about this, but I, there's no words can describe exactly, it was incredible. I saw what we would call the other side. Well, there was no sign to say, welcome to heaven. Uh, you know, people say they had a near-death experience, 
And, you know, I always say, well, how do you know you're in heaven? I could have been on the planet Sirius. I could have been on the Orion star system. I could be any one of these places. And that brought, brings into question the soul and the multiple levels of, of, of the journey of the soul that goes through different incarnations. And when you say that, you know, these UFOs, I have thought, you know, it's possible to assume that maybe these are myself or my family coming back to check up on me in this incarnation while I'm here. We don't know. We can't say yes or no to that. But when I saw the other side, there was clearly a defining moment of no time. How do I know that? There was geographical location and the shock of recalling where I have always been and not really understanding of why I'm here. Now, that, that, was the, that was the most incredible feeling. So, you know, when someone has an experience and they try to relay it in words, what I'm saying is that when you are in another dimension, the, the feeling of time, and it is a feeling, there was no time there. Well, it was here in this reality, we are locked in a time-space continuum. Well, to be honest with I, you, there's no such thing as time in that sense, because time is man-made. Time is merely a calculation. It's not uh, corporeal. It's not uh, solid. It's, uh, it's, it's ethereal. We've been dogmatized and conditioned with time. So... Um, in that respect, time doesn't really exist. Uh, progression does. We progress at a point, in this point always. But what there is a paradox to that, and I could be proved wrong, because these things are definitely shifting through some type of time, time. barrier. Yes. But their time might be, as you said yourself, you rightly put it, it completely different from us. They wouldn't use a clock like we do. They use something else to gauge points. You know, So it opens up a whole new paradox about time travel. But I think it is possible. Yes, absolutely. I mean, animals, if you take dogs, for instance, their time is different from our time. To them, in a dog's consciousness, their life moves much quicker than ours. Ours is a lot slower and you know and this is the whole the, the whole um difficulty with us trying to to con to conceptualize what time is it's a measurement and through time here in this material universe yes it's here but it may not exist it, it may not exist in multiple dimensional levels of reality their, their time may be non-existence and as you said yourself that these greys may come are so old that they they just go on and on and on <laughs> well what but if we yeah. Sorry, Brandon. No, 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 no. You guys are awesome. This is so great. It's easily one of the greatest conversations I've ever had straight out the gate uh, before you know we move on here. So, um, but I was thinking about this time thing as well. Um, so time for Europe, and you made a great point. Time for you, though, also uh, is very different at different stages of your life. Yes. And that has oh, to do yes. with how much time you've been observing. Yes. So you can think back to when you were a kid. Uh, Christmas was two weeks off, but you were only like six <laughs> or seven. You'd only had a, like six or seven Christmases, right? Maybe four, five you could remember. And that two weeks took forever. You were just like, come on, man, oh, yeah. get here Christmas. Now it's like you blink and it's damn Christmas. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, are we doing this again already? It's it's this, it's pers it's perspective and perception. Correct. You've got it. Now, another thing that I like to do as far as, again, I, I've thought about this interdimensional thing quite a bit as far and, and related it to, to time travel. And again, we're just talking shit here, having fun. So let's say that, the, <laughs> that there are different dimensional realities, right? So let's say that we have our timeline, but what if our dimension has multiple timelines in it, right? So, oh, yes. So now you've stacked dimensions and time. So now it's infinite, okay? So let's say that perhaps, but dimensions move at different rates of speed. This could also be how time travel could be achieved. Let's say that um, you boys are familiar with the Mandela effect. 
Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you hear the new one? Uh, Ray, uh, let's pop this in here real quick. I won't forget. Uh, Raisin Bran, uh, guy on the box, the son. Remember him? Okay. Did he have sunglasses or not? He had sunglasses. What's your answer? I don't know. I can't, and I'm very honest. I can't remember what that is. But I do. So I, we're again at loggerheads. You no, know, but I, I. There are sometimes where something <laughs> Your will twins happen. Twins from and a and different think, dimension. No, and there's something will happen, and then all of a sudden you say, "Hang on a minute, that's changed." Yeah, I don't remember that. Yes. So it's a splitting of timelines. So yes, okay. So the answer is in this timeline, uh, he's never had sunglasses. I remember him having damn sunglasses. He never did. Anyway. Wow. One of the things that I've been relating lately, though, is the Mandela effect as an artifact of time travel. Okay, so let's say that that's an instance to where you can point to time travel. It's like the wind, right? You can't see the wind, but you can see the wind's effects on the trees. So let's say that Mandela effects are just artifacts of time travel. That's how you know that something was changed. Uh, The people that remember it. Now, the other ones, you guys are NPCs or something like that. Don't worry about it. You're from another dimension. Ours was way cooler. The guy was wearing sunglasses. Okay. He was a sun. Why wouldn't you be wearing sunglasses? It makes sense. (laughs) So, um, but how this relates back to the dimensional time travel thing, let's say that, for instance, that there is one reality... um, Uh, where the Raisin Bran guy had sunglasses on, okay? And it's moving at a certain rate of speed as far as its perspective of linear time goes. Now, let's say that there's the reality that um, we find ourselves in now where it doesn't uh, have sunglasses on, and it's a lame reality, but that's fine. So, But it moves at a very different rate of speed, perhaps even backwards. Let's say that the bitch goes backwards on the other side, but the only difference in this reality, every step that you've ever taken has been taken the exact same way, every decision you've ever made has been taken the exact same way, every button on your shirt has been exactly from the same maker, uh, the threads of this, everything is identical except for the fact that there is sunglasses on this icon on a cereal that's only been around for a span of time, and then there's one where there's not. Okay, so now you're a time traveler, and you know this. This would be the first thing you would want to detect, is number one, parallel dimensions. Number two, the ability to discern what was going on in them, okay? Like a chronovisor, for instance. Uh, We've talked about Project Looking Glass and stuff, and they can look into past, present, and future, so why couldn't they look into other dimensions, which may be all they're doing, right? So let's say that uh, you have access to this information, you can hop into a reality where you know exactly every step that the that some political official is going to make, okay? You know uh, you walk by a grocery store and you see that you are in that dimension because he doesn't have the sunglasses on. Now you know how this political um, guy works, okay, but that timeline is not affected by this one. Now, what you do is you jump back to the other timeline where it hasn't happened yet. You already can track the movements and you know where they're going to be. This is one of the things that perhaps time travel can do. This would be a way that you could kind of have a trial run where you wouldn't affect anything in the actual timeline that you're from because you'd be affecting a parallel dimensions timeline where the only difference is the sunglasses on the sun on the raisin brand box. Oh, yes, yes, I know what you mean. Do you know that that might tie up with deja vu? Yeah, hell yeah. Because it's a swapping of or a moving, a shifting of one to the other. You know, that's a quite, a, I, I never thought of that, but you know, that's a fascinating, what I've, you've come up with there, Brandon, it's fascinating. I've always had this idea that, you know, that we split off from the, from the realities that were existing. And I've had an open mind very much and always have that there are multiple dimensional entity of ourselves that we are there's so much going on that splitting off splitting off splitting off and that occasionally that these connect and this is why we get deja vu because we feel like we've done something before only it could be that you're 
other self has done something that's kind of like corroborated that timeline that crosses, if that makes any sense. Um, but I, I just find it fascinating. And of course, the this whole concept is based upon measurement of time, of speed, of, of, of what we are, and memories and consciousness. Now, that's the other part yeah, that yeah. is very important to all of this is consciousness. I remembered C-3PO. You know, when I saw Star Wars when we were kids and seeing and people were saying we had a silver, uh, he, you know, they, he, they didn't remember they, either he had a silver leg or a gold leg or whatever. But certainly there have been some things that have happened, even to me and Ronnie, where we and very few and far between things, but noticeable things. We thought and we're not going to go into detail where, hang on a minute, that's not when that happened, yep. that, you know, that, that we remembered it. So, and everyone is like going along saying, oh, no, that's always been that way. And you think it to yourself, hang on a minute, hang on, just a moment. Everyone stop for a minute. Have I just, have I just you know, dropped IQ, you know, here somewhere along the line? So it's really very bizarre and we have to be absolutely open. Yeah, I absolutely am convinced that this kind of method of progression, whether it be consciousness, lives, multiple lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's like uh, totally. you're, you're I'm saying on the also this is probably what these things can shift in and out of as well. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, exactly. Maybe they exist in the dimension where he did have the sunglasses and we shifted consciousness into this one to kind of get away from it. Maybe that's what the Mandela effect is. We keep running through timelines consciously, our consciousness does, to get away from danger that's in another one or this whole idea of quantum immortality. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yes, I have. And I what, love that yeah, what, what is really amazing, and I'll just change the subject slightly here, is the most incredible thing is within super string theory that, you know, I've always known, even as a kid, that vibration seems to be important, that vibration carries information. And what we're discovering through science now is that, you know, those areas, those levels that we can't see in quantum, you know, mechanics, quantum physics, going deeper into the subatomic level of reality, they are beginning to discover really incredibly that information is being sent from another source that they can't find and that this in this 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 part you know these waves then slow down and become particles and then create matter and everything that is created is is it is brilliant it's been created by something that knows that what it wants to create and and this is i think that when we go into the you know quantum theory i think this is where we're going to find uh, some of the answers to what we're looking for uh, you know in in terms of the, the ghost particles or the consciousness all this type of thing so you know it's like waves isn't it you know the rippling waves they're all connected but they seem separate don't they if you throw a pebble in the water and you see these waves coming but they're all they're all part of the same thing but the illusion is that they're separated only through gravity and motion so I believe most definitely in what you're saying. And I, you know, I do understand that we've looked at that, but, you know, I always joke and say, my God, Jim, I, I think, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to end up in that quantum universe very shortly <laughs> and I'm going to get a refund. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, Hey, I need my money back. You had, um, child cancer was on that place. Like you guys didn't have that in the yeah. brochure. We want to get rid of that next time. I'd like a refund. Yeah. We're, yeah, we absolutely. give this place a one star, you know, and I've thought about this too, that it's actually like a, if you think of it like a simulation or an organic simulation, uh, either way, but let's say that we are just some 
elementary school's project and it got a D minus. Like that's what this whole place is. It's not even a good one. Like it's not, it's one that they learn on. It's a training tool exercise that's crappy. And, uh, you know, we have some notes, you know, next time we come out of here and maybe us awakened souls or us conscious souls are the teachers grading the experiment or grading the work of the child. And so we come into this place and experience their work and we come back with notes like, all right, look, you're never going to be a God if you do this. You know, you got to step your game up. You know, we need to get rid of this. Uh, you need you need to tell people what eels are. We don't know what the hell those things are. You know, and there's just a plethora of things like fleas, get that. That needs to go. Of course, child cancer, we already mentioned it. Get it out of here. Like, that's horrible. What are you thinking? You know, anyway, so it could be just some crappy uh, experiment, you know. Do you know the Do you know the film um, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Crystal Skull? Yes, I love that one. By the do way, do you remember the ending where the grey? There was multitudes of them, and it was like as it as it was turning around, they were each going into the same one. Yes, awesome. And I thought that was really cool. And when the UFO was taking off at the end, the most spectacular scene, and the music, yes, it's all dramatic. It has to be. It was amazing. It, you and it flashed out. Of course, we understood that it was going back to its dimension of reality this is the way it was going yeah so i think that perhaps we could possibly find that we are all and i believe that we're all one that you are god i am god that we are our own experience and that by combining all of us together into one moment i think god or the godhead or the consciousness behind that is working out and finding more ways of brilliance of amazement through its own creation and you know and i think that we're finding that within each other yes there are some people that were repelled by maybe there are reasons behind that but i think this whole expansion of consciousness and experience is something that is incredible because if we had all the answers right if we knew everything how boring would that be you know there would be no point to our existence without trial or error or motivation but there is a deep needs in each and every one of us to reach out more and more to not just creation or a godhead but what it all means and i think that would bring us to our knees in an absolute glory uh, as i said it's like you know the finding the holy grail of all that is and i and i will bow down on my on my hands and knees to that glory and i think it's wonderful this whole creation that's constantly creating and and we're all involved in this process of discovery and and you know opening our eyes to new things that's so incredible and i, and I think that these other alternative realities are also incredible and thank god we have them because it's reminding us that hey humans aren't just the most amazing things in this entire universe or universes or dimensions i was just <laughs> thinking that yeah, it's what you said it's quite possible yes that these things that these werewolves and uh, these creatures and these greys and ufos perhaps they're testing us or toying with us to see how we react they're poking and prodding us to see how it reacts i'm not referring i'm not being sarcastic about the caffeine mutilations that's right awful. right you know, it's terrible uh but is it possible right uh, let's say skinwalker ranch for example mm. that they might be that that is their own experiment so they know people are going to be they, you know, people are going to go in there and research so they whatever they are are poking and prodding them testing them uh, seeing how far they can stretch them or push them you know yeah in terms it, of it's only it's only a, a, a weak 
thought, but you know, you you just don't know, do you? I mean, they have all manner of strange things happening. They have portals, werewolves, you know, wolves, giant wolves. You have so much happening there. UFOs being spotted. Perhaps they're prodding them, and you know that. And and but it gets nasty because they use this radiation to beam down at them and burn them. It's like a naughty boy who's who's opened something sacred, and it's like. No, you don't do that. That was something I needed to tell you before we, you know, before, just before I forget. What's interesting is that creation through the mind, don't you find it very strange how sometimes a lot of the experiences that we see have been created in films or through the imaginings, what we call imaginings from human consciousness. When I was looking at the documentary of The Curse of Skinwalker, and they are amazing guys there. I mean, that that is a place I would only could dream to be on, on to, to, to test it out consciously. You're but playing with fire. It reminded me of Stephen King's um, It, The Tommyknockers. Oh, The Tommyknockers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that, isn't it funny how when they were doing their research and everything like that there, and I'm thinking there's something underground, there's something above, and it's affecting everything. I thought, you know how strange it is that some authors can imagine or create through the imagining these things that then somehow become a reality, um, how consciousness may be forecasting something of the future that we consider as fiction. Um, so I think that, you know, we're talking about consciousness, and this is the thing people say, oh, it's fiction, it's in the in the annals of imagining. No, because mind and consciousness, they're both to me is the same thing, is the reality. That's the builder, that's what creates. And everything imagined eventually becomes a reality. At one point or another. You mean like the Titanic? It was called unsinkable, but it sunk. Yeah. Devil's Mountain, terrible things happen. Yeah, well, they're... You know, it's like the, the Earth Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. they put a curse on it. Could that have evolved into some kind of manifestation? It feels like we're chasing ourselves from, from the past to the present. And it's like we're trying to work out this problem that then would drive us forward to motivate us as perhaps as a species. Someone will make a breakthrough that will help millions of people. Who knows in the future? So I believe that what we're seeing here is that you're, cor- you're correct. And we have thought about this, that we are actually dealing with ourselves, perhaps on a higher level of integration, even older level of integration. And at some point, you're right. If we knew what that was, then the game would be up we, we everything would be you know oh we're busted we've be, we've busted you and you've busted us and we know where we are now so i think that consciousness has a great deal to do with this and i think that consciousness will reveal more as we go on that journey and i believe that when we come to that point when we pass over and i call it pass over i can just tell you one thing that i do know uh, personally is that my god when you are where you are going to, that is reality. That 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 is like a, a part of yourself on its home. And this is this is why, you know, there may be multiple levels of home. There may be multiple levels of reality, which go back to the question that, you know, it was it serious? Was it, you know, the Pleiades? Who knows? Everyone says it's heaven, but every experience is different and unique to the individual. So as I said, trying to cram everything in one little box is not gonna fit. And it is a personal voyage, a personal journey of you, of me, of everyone else on this planet, that we walk alone at the end of the day and we carry all that we have 
have with us through memory. So I believe that it is absolutely fascinating. And, um, you know, and like these shows, I come away and I take on board everything that's been said. It's incredible, yeah. Oh, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, I think they're doing an actually an admirable job. When I said about poking them, I wasn't being facetious. It's just that it's a possibility. But I think what they're doing is remarkable because they're just trying to find out what it is. And it's quite horrific. Um, it can be very horrifying, mm. you know, especially when the cattle are separated oh. and they die through stress, you know, and there is something there. And I said, you said the Tommy knockers. I said that reminds me of Stephen King's It. So Stephen King has a lot to answer to. Yes. He's, <laughs> well, got, he's got a lot. It's one of those predictive programming things. Like maybe they put the real stuff that's going on. And what's interesting too about the back to the Mandela effect for a second was is that Star Wars has at least two of them. Yes, the C three PO one I remember hearing because that's the same thing. Uh, not a Darth massive Vader. Star Wars. Uh, no, also yeah, Darth Vader. Also yes, there's two of them. Yeah. But the, I I remember the gold leg. In, in this reality, apparently, as a silver leg or a part of a silver leg. Uh, and then same thing, it's not the Luke, I am your father, it's no, I am your father. Now, what's interesting is when you look back into the company that produced this, all of that, it's never been what we think it is. It's not that it was changed, it's that it's never been that. But in our minds, it has. So I wanted to come back to uh, quantum immortality, Ronnie, because we didn't answer that for you. So quantum immortality, basically, in a nutshell, has to do with the, that when you die physically or anything dies physically, that your consciousness immediately shifts into a better or different reality okay so let's say one of the ways that this could you could know that this happens is either uh like like we said time travel uh deja vu or mandela effects could show that we die all the time like let's say that an asteroid hits earth every day and you wake up in a reality where there's no sunglasses on the guy or where the um, monopoly man never had a monocle you know what i mean and that's how you know that our world ended and we shifted consciousness into another one which is why that applied back to what we were talking about earlier about running from something perhaps you know or having a variety of experiences because we're just here you know not for a long time but a good time and maybe uh we're leveling up in consciousness to what we're cool with so let's say, for instance, that we're aware that reality changes around us and it's not as solid and, and secure as we were led to believe. OK, so let's say also, though, that whenever you do shift into realities where there's more magic, where there's more cool stuff going on, that an artifact of that is like a hint is a Mandela effect. So let's say also that eventually the Mandela effects get pretty crazy. Let's say that now there's a species of tree out there that has purple leaves on it. And that's just a thing. It's always been a thing in this reality, but it shows you more and more woo where now you're in a reality where um, aliens just kind of walk around and like all of a sudden there's instant disclosure and now there's crazy stuff happening. But consciously you're leveling up with it. And this is also back to what we were talking about. Ronnie, I think you mentioned uh, the the curiosity of why, like the purpose of these entities and things here. You said werewolf, I love it, Bigfoot, uh, anything, right? But one of the things perhaps is, is that um, they're just here as a like premium plan. Let's say that this is a ride or a game or something like that. And like we were talking talking about I think it was you Philip that said I want my money back well <laughs> let's say that this is an experience and have we'll, a refund. yeah we'll have a refund I'll, uh, I'll uh, and and basically you pay for a good time here okay well maybe one of the premium packages that you unlock here is access to that type of stuff where it's so mysterious and so crazy cool that it's it makes life way more exciting than just um, you know, having a job, going to work, having a family and dying, which is also an experience option here. Like it's just dependent on what package you want. And we chose, we, we all checked the damn boxes of werewolves. Give me all them. Yeah. All yes, the damn werewolves. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it, it might be just a, a fun part of this. So I don't I know. I think that's amazing. That, that is something I never thought about that. That's actually incredible. That's, that's wow, you know, and it is a possibility. Oh, yeah. We're not going to discount that at all. That's quite shocking, actually. What you just said, Brandon, you know, you're dead and you don't even know you've just shifted to the next, the next, uh, like the Mandela effect and then the next one and the next one. You just keep shifting, you die and you wouldn't even know it. But the hint is that the Mandela effect exists, that something is different in oh, your yes. Oh, yes. That's, that's yeah. how oh, you yeah. know. Oh, yes. And that's why like, one person's yeah, walking always. around with a couple of them. But the fact that new ones pop up every now and then is very, very interesting to me. Like people are out there combing pop culture for these things. And a lot of them have to do with pop culture. So this is another thing um, that, that just boggles the mind about this because I've been tying quantum immortality, uh, dimensions, time travel, and Mandela together a lot. And whenever I do this, I come up with this just mixture of craziness and it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, you guys are the guys to talk about about this. Uh, so... Um, Whenever you think about like things changing like that, they're inconsequential. And this is one of the questions that a friend of mine asked me making fun of the subject years ago. He just said, well, why is it dumb stuff? You know, you can't remember if there's a dash between kid and cat. Rightfully so. It was a hilarious joke. I get it. But the reason I think now contemplating on that snide comment from earlier uh, was is that it's a um, it, it's a way that that you know it's 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 because it's inconsequential is how you know that it's maybe something like time travel because it's it does it won't affect things you know it's it's such a dumb thing yeah i'm going to want to time travel to the reality where i'm going to affect the least things that has the most predictable outcome from a reality i've already experienced and so you do that into one where the you know where you said no i am your father not luke i am your father great no, it has nothing to do with my objective and mission and i'm not going to screw anything up you know what i mean uh, or yes. yeah you yeah. obliterate the old one and then you shift into a new one constantly who knows i still remember him saying no i am your father well there's that been other the line uh, of course and there's other references to it in other movies this is the other thing too like that whole sally fields thing you know um you love me you really love me okay um oh, did, yes. did she say you love me you really love me or you like me you really like me hmm it's weird, isn't it? And it is weird. So it's quite haunting. But, yeah. but what I mean is, is that there's now Animaniacs has done that. Um, if you think about it, uh, um, also, okay, what I mean is, is the Mandela effects that occur, like, no, I am your father, okay? That Luke, I am your father, was said in Tommy Boy, because he was singing into the back of the fan, Luke, Luke, I am your father, okay? So he didn't say, no, I am your father. So what this tells me is everyone on the set of that movie, Tommy Boy, with Chris Farley, no one told him. No one corrected yeah. it. It was a. It was from memory that it was written in by either writers or him. So it was written by somebody else, read by him. Nobody had any yeah. objections to it. Everyone resonated with that being accurate, mm. and they were making you know a reference to that movie accurately. And that's what I think that they did. So these are the things, though. And so if they are that inconsequential, again to put a bow on this damn thing, then it would be one of those things where it'd be, that's how I would time travel. That's what I would want to want to yeah. do. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. you know, when I said about uh, time travel in, in, in us uh, only being on calculation, they can do it. The, the aliens, wh whatever they are, evidently can halt time because this was proved with Philip myself, because when we saw the last lot in 2016, wasn't it? 9th of April, 2016, 11.15 p.m. at night. Yeah, that this road is always busy, and they somehow put something over us that when we spoke, it was muffled. So they basically, and I'm going to get a slap in the face for this, stopped time. 
mm-hmm. everything around us. We in the bubble was different, wasn't it? Yeah, so our clocks were still the watches not were still working, not mechanically, but it felt like there was uh, that, as I said before, in the appearance of a UFO is a, when they come in, they seem to distort the energy or the area around you. And I think the more they come in, that level starts to get deeper and deeper and stronger and stronger. Well, they were preventing it's people resonating. From- yeah, they were preventing people from actually entering or anyone seeing them. No one saw them. So no that's one. incredible, right? Because, it, you know, it's if, a busy you, road. if you're coming in and you're going to do that, then you're going to make sure that the it's, it's actually must be personal to the individual. Not, we're all unique. We're all special. But in that moment, whatever those time travelers or wherever they're from wanted, they came to show up us themselves to us and to other people have seen them but so close to us and you're left scratching your head thinking well what what and the movements they did is there some meaning behind that we've still been looking into that and of course we can make we can try and make so much out of something i think we're all guilty of that sometimes but when you have this phenomena happens it is absolutely awe-inspiring this is terrifying but you survive the journey and i think the point is is that they had suspended everything it seemed i can't prove it they had suspended everything outside that bubble we were in so so no one would see them we were contained in like a bubble like like it's just snowed and when you're talking there was no one walking their dog no one driving their car no one coming back down the road from the pub nothing 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 and that was this stuff is amazing because it comes with levels of high strangeness that is so and a lot of people report the same thing and that is fascinating so they can stop time (laughs) Well, of course, yeah, Yeah, they can, and they can stop you. And this is what's also so interesting about this. Do you guys remember a show called Saved by the Bell? Have you ever, you remember that show? It was back like in the, I guess, 90s or something. It It was silly as American teen comedy type thing in the 90s. It's a a hard pull for anybody out here. But anyway, there was a feature in that show or a segment or something that they did that was um, one of the lead characters, the lead character, uh, would go time out and he'd look at the camera and then say something or information would be delivered, a backstory, a little thought. He broke the fourth wall, right? And I think... um, uh, Mel Brooks was the first one to do that, I believe. He was the one that spoke to the camera. It's called Breaking the Fourth Wall, right? So he would break the fourth wall while everyone was in timeout. Now, it's it's a scene, busy high school. You can picture this, okay? With a bunch of kids walking around, he goes timeout. That actor says timeout. Everyone on the set freezes because they're part of this. It's part of the act, okay? And their job right there is to stop walking and freeze and pretend that they're frozen. So it's like that they have access to this. Now, this is the dimensional thing because if you think about time... <clears throat> One of the things about it, and they say that time is, hang on. <clears throat> okay. One of the, they say that time is like the fourth dimension, right? So we live in a in a 3D world of 3D spatial yes. concepts, but time is a fourth dimension. So therefore we have 3Ds of space and then time. So if it is even phrased that way, it's categorized that way scientifically, that it's a dimension. So these would be the why it would lend more to the interdimensional type travel thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Is because yes, then it's yes, all yes. just dimensions. Now something crazy that happened, uh, Denise Stoner, do y'all know her? Oh, yes, yes. The abductee, yes. Kathleen yes. Martin, she co-authored the book with her, yes. Yes, uh, Alien Intervention. I've got it right back yes, here because I had both of them on, actually. But um, when Denise was on, we were talking about how when she, the entities that came to get her, opened her door to her room, like outside of the living room, down the hall, to her door. When she yeah. stepped through her door, instead of her room being there, it was on the UFO. 
So what happened was, is that they took her directly onto the UFO, which was in place of her room. Now that's yes. an interdimensional thing. That's a screwing with your perception. We, again, <laughs> it all comes back to consciousness, right? It has to. Um, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to ask you guys about two more cool things, because uh, I know you're going to get a kick out of them and then we'll probably wrap here in a little bit, but let's do that. I'm just having the best time talking to you guys. Okay. So um, something I've been thinking about too, is whenever we talk about near-death experiences, and I know Philip, you've talked about yours, uh, that whenever you go into that state, there's often, not always, but often a life review process. Okay. So mm -hmm. with that process though, because time doesn't exist in that state, because you're in the spirit world or whatever, you live in real time your entire life. Okay. But it's not a long time to you. It's it, because there's no perception of time. You just see this series Correct. of events. Now you experience um, a lot of things in that, but let's say, what do you guys think about the crazy batshit theory um, that we died already, um, but we are living our, we're seeing or witnessing, but experiencing our life review now. And then every time we die, you just basically see your review. So in this life, when you go in your, which is all just a life review, when you get to the end of it, you die, you're born again to experience it again. But the reason for this is uh, that maybe the secrets to the universe are here and it's your job to figure it out. And you come through as many times as you can until you figure it out. All of the information, all of the tools and tips and tricks that you need are already here but yeah. your job is to experience this so whenever you come in again knowing that time isn't a thing so that uh, fill it back to what you said earlier also about splitting off consciousness uh whenever you make a decision i know that that's an idea and i love it uh whenever you make a decision go left or right you go right here a dimension splits off where you went left and then can and then you know all of the following decisions that were made in that lifetime, however they went, all of the twists and turns, and those all branch off into different things, which means that this place is infinite. So if all time is existing like that, you branch off every decision that you make, oh, yes. even if you guys were going to swap shirts on this interview, everything else about your life has been the same except for that. So let's say that if that's possible, uh, then the coolest part about this is, is that the lifetime you're living now is the track that you wanted to be on and chose to be here. So this is your favorite one, but that's why you keep reliving it. Um, also, you're trapped here until you figure out the secrets to the universe. Good luck. And that's what yeah. you paid for. That's what you signed up for. <laughs> That's crazy, right? I like that. I, I used I, to I, that's think that's quite frightening. Yeah, I, I know it's terrifying. And terrifying. I, you know, I can't prove this, but I, I even did used to have ideas about you reincarnating back into the same life, and then you yes. go through the same things, and that's why you have deja vu because you've done it before. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's really weird, and that was one of the options that I had. But with a lot of the the stuff that we're having to deal with with regards to near death experiences you know, all these separate uh, uh, realities or these experiences are fascinating. So I I've even have explored that idea, but I think and feel that, you know, one of the greatest parts, the only way I can explain it to you is that where I was, and it's not, oh, you know, it's Philip Kinsella's hand. I have actually stated as a researcher, it's into life after death and UFOs because the two have affected me. Yeah. The UFOs more so, and the psychic phenomena even greater because of the what happened. And I, I said that there are comparisons or links to one to the other, and I've always said that. Um, and, it, and, and although most people will outwardly reject that hypothesis of what you've explained, I'm very open to it because deja vu – 
there is a lot of importance with regards to that. There must be, because I remember I had it at work many years ago. And let me tell you, when I was having it, it felt like I was sinking. It felt like I was going into the ground. It didn't feel like because I was so shocked by the, the the recall of the memories of what was going on, it felt like I was sinking. That's you know, I can explain it to you. I remember standing on the floor on the ground floor of the building. I was by a till point. There were some customers by me, and as it happened, I felt like I was sinking. And it felt like it was going on longer than it normally would. So I think that you know, although we have these theories, when you actually experience it, it's a very different thing altogether. And, and I think it really opens your eyes to the fact there's a lot more going on that does involve consciousness and time. How we view that, how we model that, how we construct that within our consciousness is very important, because everyone's trying to fit it all in the same box, and we may be having completely, and we are having completely different experiences. We're all trying to stick into the same lane, and that this is where we're going, and this is this is the whole thing. When actually, it could be varied, multiple levels of realities that are very different from one to the other. You know, the, the deja vu. I had that last week. It was quite, and as Philip said, it wasn't like sinking for me. It was while I was ironically doing a radio show. Um, uh, I was being interviewed by um, a gentleman. It felt like it was interlocking very slowly, a perfect fit. It was just slightly, gradually interlocking. It was disconcerting. I remembered it, and this went on. I think it went on for. I would say perhaps, let me be absolutely honest with you, eight or nine seconds. That's long. Damn, That's that long. is a long one. It's quite a long that Have you is, noticed that too? That exactly. And I've noticed that too. I've had a couple of really long stretches. So that's interesting you said that. I haven't even said that before. That there's some long stretches of deja vu where it'll be like you said, about 10, 15 seconds. It feels like and you're in it. You feel like you've yeah. merged timelines. You're like, what the hell is going on? It's mm. like that movie Jet Li, The One. Have you ever seen that movie, The One with Jet Li? Oh my God, no. boys, watch that movie. Just put it on your list. It's a lot of the fun. One. It had to be mid-2000s, if I'm guessing, but it had Jason Statham in it. So it's a lot of action stuff too. And, you know, Jet Li, martial arts master. But uh, the premise, I- I'm not even going to spoil the premise for you. Just go go check it out. Listeners as well, uh, go check out the one with Jet Li. I did not remember the year. Uh, and it was Jet Li and Jason Statham. So anyway, uh, check that out. A bunch of great actors as well. Those are just the only two I can remember. Anyway, that's a fun movie. You guys will both love that movie. It's just awesome. Okay, so last one, and I'm going to turn you loose for this time, but you and I, uh, you guys have a book coming out later this year, so we're definitely going to have you back, uh, and we have some fun stuff planned for future shows, but on this one, I think we burned everybody's brains out. We're melting faces. <laughs> Even <out> mine. <laughs> it's so good. I've been able to talk to through some things with you guys that I've thought but not articulated, so this has been perfect. Y'all are the just the most amazing guys, and I really appreciate you. Okay. Last one, biggest and best. So I've got a friend named Mira Taylor. Um, she actually, I'm going to uh, send you for your for your show, Twin Souls, which you guys will be linked down in the show notes. Check it out. Okay, so Mira and I talk quite a bit. She's very cool. She's very intellectually intimidating at times, okay? Um, but that's great. That makes you step your game up, right? And so one of the concepts mm-hmm. that uh, she was talking about and her and I just went off on, kind of like we've been doing here the whole time, which is wonderful. Uh, one of those is, is that there is no other okay so there's this also this video on youtube called the egg i'm going to link it in the show notes because i talk about it all the time um so anyway but it basically states that we're all that's here it's you and god and that's it so all incarnations i'm you you're me uh we're all each other oh yes okay um so with that idea though um whenever it comes to 
the universe and stuff. Another thing that I've been really thinking about lately is this idea that, that this fractal nature of things, um, that perhaps whenever you're looking out into space, whenever you go out in your front yard or whatever, uh, you're actually looking back in at a submolecular particle of yourself and you're all the two. <laughs> you're and then sense. the same so you in that universe is looking back at yourself, looking back at itself. Okay. So then you talk about fractals in this way, right? And this is how you'd be able to compress a universe, let's say, and this is how you'd make it a big file, a small file, which kind of lends to a similar but anyway, uh, that might be the mechanism, not the result. So let's say, for instance, that if that's the case, and this is just a matryoshka doll of experiences, but it's all the same experience and you're all that's here. Okay. So what? how would the UFO phenomena fit into that idea? Because you're all one. Again, your spirit guides are these entities that come to you. They're you in this idea, in this model. It's not. We're not planting flags here. We're just talking. So let's say that uh, what it really is, is when you're abducted, you get taken inside yourself for whatever reason. Um, I think that there's a lot of things. Psychologically, it can kind of either shock or heal you from things. Physically, people have reported being healed as well. Uh, this could be an, a mechanism for which your infinite being knows that it can grab you in this in this way, pull you inside yourself to do some healing or to shake you up, to give you the experience you need, this near-death experience. Some people come back and their whole life has changed. Uh, so th these are these like wake-up moments. And perhaps, again, the... Now, I, I kind of have the thought that if, if it is UFOs, why those appear uh, would be um, because it's something that your mind is familiar with. You're not familiar with that because it's still fanciful. It's still awesome, right? You're stair-stepping your consciousness into yourself yes. at a higher level. Like, it's crazy, but it's something you can kind of conceptualize. But uh, there's yes. a vehicle because that's what we use to travel. So let's say that you manifest a vehicle in front of you, have entities that we have a pop culture relationship with because this happens for us all the time, for us, not to us. Uh, and then in that case, all the UFOs do is take you inside yourself. Uh, and mm -hmm. they, it's crazy, right? Yeah, and I, I actually quite like that. And, and I... Yeah, I well, this like astral agree. body thing, and Ronnie, you and I talked about it. Um, that you, they, you know, we asked if did they take your astral body because you went through the ceiling, I believe. Uh, and That's so right. that that kind of thing would yeah. lend to this other idea again with Denise Stoner's ideas, with the ideas that you come back with near death experience people and a lot of contactees. It it seems way more dimensional, and if it's the case, when, and we talk about fractals, then maybe the dimension yeah. is you. When I like that. The brain is a receiver and a transmitter. When you start to focus your consciousness on a given subject, everything else becomes secondary. You start to draw these people, these events into your consciousness and into your path. If you decide to close that area of interest or whatever drives you and opens up to another one, then that will open. So, you know, we are seeing, uh, and we, I'm definitely all for the interdimensional hypothesis that, you know, and that these, that there are part that we create within ourselves, although on an external level of reality. So I totally get what you're saying. And, you know, this is something that people like, oh, oh, warning, warning. But we understand because, it, and I said before, all of this has got to do with consciousness because consciousness is awareness of self. And we have awareness of self, but we are seeing that there is more than us through this awareness of self. There is a multitude of awareness of selves. And at the end, wouldn't it be a shock if I said that we found ourselves standing there as God and in, like, let's just say, hypothetically, a white room that has a screen around it. And we say, well, you are this, and you are that. And you say, well, I love that 
that person. I love this person. And they're saying, well, that is who you are. That is what you are, even these beings or these whatever, every single thing. But I think and feel that the Godhead has shattered and created all these myriad selves that we're all exploring. And, and my, I, we had an auntie who used to say that she never believed when she was a young girl that she, be she believed that she was the only real person. She had to go and pinch people. This is what she did. She had to pinch people to, to, to see that they were real because she believed that she was the only real person in the world. So that that is Auntie Denise. You know, when you say about connection, I like that because isn't it strange thinking about now, just thinking about Skinwalker Ranch, they're, they're always a one step ahead because they seem to read their minds. Yes. They know what they're going to do, just as these things yeah, do. You know? That might add up. And pushing. pushing or they know pushing. what we're going to do because they're us. And they can see yeah. in the higher yeah. dimensions of what we're going to do. So they recognize thought patterns. And really all they're doing is remembering what we do because they're us. Yes. They've experienced us already. But they have a recall yeah. that's insane because of the higher level of dimensionality that they exist in. Perhaps. Yeah. We just have fun with yeah. it. Well, I've got I like to say, that idea. I, it's fun, right? Uh, and I can't tell you how much fun this has been. We are going to wrap it here, guys. But Philip and Ronnie Kinsella, you two are one of my favorite expressions of us uh, that I've ever experienced. Oh. So thank you all so damn much, man. This is always an honor. And um, please just, you have a home here and you know that. Come back any damn time. Uh, I know. We we hold you to that. When If we do get a ticket to Texas, the two T's, We'll be going down there. We'll be we'll be on those those. You'll be looking after your cattle and all the rest of it. So that's that's wild stuff and <laughs> <Yeah>. wonderful. <laughs> We're looking out for those UFOs as well. Yes, you boys are welcome anytime. And you come on over and we'll go meet up with James Iandoli at some point. You know, we'll go find all these folks in the states and we'll uh, meet up and do a CE five thing. Uh, and then yeah. we'll just uh, do a bunch of mushrooms and go out in the desert for like a week. That'll be fun. <laughs> you'll just okay. you'll just see uh, you'll just see my glasses on the floor. We've gone. Right, he's, he's been abducted again. Well, he doesn't I, need I, them. You, you took mean you so many. Me what would it? What it would be is you took so many mushrooms that you repaired your vision. Like you don't need them anymore. <laughs> They're not, you're good. Well, if he you, goes, he'll give you me a break. It. It'll be lovely. You, you've I'll got be it like, sorted. Give me the secrets yeah. to the universe. Yeah. I have there. everything. They're there. Yeah, that's that where you find it. That sounds great. <laughs> well, and you know that you're invited on the show anytime as a home, but you're invited in my home anytime. So you, oh, you get your asses you. to Texas. You stay as long as you want. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, we'll try to shoot you. guns Bless and stuff you, like that. Um, well, I love the love the hell out of both of you guys. Thank you so much again for your time, and uh, let's do it again soon. Yeah, we love Thank you too, Brandon. Love Thank you, you too, so Brandon. much. Thank, Thank you. you very much. My God, what a cool conversation! That was so much fun, and those dudes just really know how to go for it. So. Um, incredibly impressed and grateful as always Kinsella boys thank you so much for stopping by uh, and you know that you're welcome any damn time we're going to get you out to Texas here pretty soon so um, it, all the ways to find them guys will be linked down in the show notes make sure that you check out their work they are under Flying Disc Press so they're in the family and uh, they're just incredible authors that are going to have some stuff coming out later this year and so we'll be seeing them again soon which is always nice so if you would also like to expand your experience with us here on the show you can do so at expandingrealitypodcast.com that is going to be linked in the show notes so that y'all can check that out. And it is going to have access to Rockfin, which is like our premium content stuff. And then also uh, shirts. So if you want mugs or t-shirts or sweatshirts, hoodies, whatever you want. Uh, all the links are there. All the socials as well. If you want to go check out uh, the awesomeness going on on Instagram. So, uh, and TikTok, by the way. We have a TikTok all linked on the website. So go check that out. Okay. Uh, so go out into this uh, beautiful place, whatever the hell this thing is. And y'all just pick up a piece of litter, of course. 
uh, get out of the left-hand lane. We're tired of saying it, so just move over so I can go on to something else. And uh, buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal or something simple. Uh, it sends these amazing ripple waves throughout the collective. And uh, it's just a really, really cool thing to do, and it, it's not a big deal to you. So that's, that's amazing. Um, also, of course, be nice to every lizard person, entity, animal, everyone that you come across. You meet a Pleiadian. Show me how we do it here on Earth. And you know, represent. We're, we're nice folks that take care of each other. Which leads me to my last point. And then I'll send you on for this week, and we'll see you soon. Y'all go out into this beautiful place, whatever the hell it is. And y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.